Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Hi, I'm Tom from CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Today we're going to take a deep dive into cannabis application review. So like and subscribe if you find anything of value on this episode of... Your application review should center around being comprehensive and robust and going above and beyond the statutory requirements for getting a cannabis license in your state. For reference, we will use the Illinois application for review because it contained everything under the sun in cannabis, including social equity. The process for reviewing an application before its submission requires an eye for detail and legal compliance. So have a cannabis lawyer or a cannabis consultant with a law license to review your team's application. First, look at how your state scores its applications. We offer a application review service to help people know if they should or should not sue the state and if their application is good and they should get it submitted. So let's talk in detail about how we review cannabis license applications. First, look at how your state scores its applications. All the states share similar traits, but we're using Illinois dispensaries as our reference model. The Illinois dispensary are scored by the IDFPR, the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation, and they score the applications in the following manners. First, they look at the suitability of the employee training plan, and they score 15 points for that. Then they look at the security and record keeping plan, and they score 65 points for that. And they look at the business plan, the financials, the operating plan, and the floor plan. And they score that for 65 points. Then they look for knowledge and experience in cannabis or related fields, and that's 30 points. Second, they look at social equity applicants for 50 points. They look at labor and employment practices for 5 points, environmental plan for 5 points, Illinois owner for 5 points, status as a veteran for 5 points, and diversity plan for 5 points, for a total of 250 points. Uh, the points change. For example, in Illinois, the growers were scored in a thousand point scale. And depending on what exhibit, has the largest points, you should probably really drill into those. The larger points are very often in the guts of the operations. As you saw, the environmental plan or the Illinois owner as the status of a veteran, they were only five points out of the total 250 points. However, the security plan was up there at 65 points and the social equity status was at 50 points. You need to focus on where the points are in your application review. The points are often awarded across a number of exhibits that comprise the application. For Illinois dispensaries, there were 20 exhibits 
A, clear copy denying refundable application fee. B, principal officer form. C, business entity. D, dispensing organization, agent training education plan. As you can see, they are broken up into different exhibits and your cannabis consultant or lawyer should have helped you compile each and every one of these exhibits. Very often they do not like to do the financial disclosure exhibits unless that uh, cannabis consulting company has lawyers on staff or uh, an associated law firm they like to use because that is about the only aspect of the application that may be characterized as uh, the practice of law, setting up a particular type of operating agreement, for example. So there's 20 of those exhibits, and each one has a particular score. And then read the application, because the application will very often give the criteria for the scores. They very often get the criteria from the scores from the regulations, which you also must read, or the statute, which you also must read. You take the regulations and you take the statute and you make yourself a checklist about each and every aspect that you must comply with. And those have to go into the relevant exhibit. Make sure your team went to the detail of doing just that. Each and every piece of compliance has been accounted for by your team and it's in your application, so you can call it robust and comprehensive. What do I mean by reading the application or the regs and the statute to ensure that you have everything that is required for that exhibit? Let's look at the exhibit for the suitability of the employee training plan. It was only 15 points, but if you read it, it goes on to provide the plan includes an employee training plan that demonstrates that employees will understand the rules and the laws to be followed by the dispensary employees have knowledge of any security measures and operating procedures of the dispensary and are able to advise purchasers on how to safely consume cannabis and use individual products offered by the dispensary. Site 2, 410 ILCS 705-15-30 per NC per N1. You see, not only was it in the application, it was also in the statute. And in your state, there may have also been regulations. The criteria for what you need to put in that application was all laid out. And now you demonstrate that by going over each one of those procedures up to the page limit. This one probably had a page limit of 15 if it was only worth 15 points. But very often, cannabis applications have page limits. And if you comply and fully answer the uh, exhibit, it will probably be bumping up against that page limit. And if you've watched the other episode that I did about how to sue your state to settle for a cannabis license in court, you'll remember that very often the application in and of itself is the record on appeal for your team's denial. Therefore, of course you want it as robust and comprehensive as you can. Moving on. Now we're gonna take a dive into security and record keeping. Security and record keeping is one of the larger exhibits and one of the ones that has some of the most points because every state is very concerned about cannabis being diverted. They want to ensure that there's going to be no theft of that cannabis, no diversions of that cannabis or the cash and therefore the tax revenue that arises from the sale of the cannabis. In the security and record keeping, that was worth 65 points in the Illinois dispensary rounds. 
The security plan accounts for the prevention of the theft or diversion of the cannabis. The security plan demonstrates safety procedures for dispensing organization agents and purchasers and safe delivery and storage of cannabis and currency. It demonstrates compliance with all security requirements in this act and in the rules. A plan for record keeping, tracking and monitoring inventory, quality control and other policies and procedures that will promote standard record keeping and discourage unlawful activity. This plan includes the applicant's strategy to communicate with the Department of the State Police and for the destruction and disposal of cannabis. The plan must also demonstrate compliance with this act and the rules. The security plan shall also detail which private security contractor licensed under Section 10-5, the Private Detective, Private Alarm, Private Security, Fingerprint Vendor, and Locksmith Act of 2004, and the dispensary will contract in order to provide adequate security at its facility. That is a mouthful of requirements. And that's also one of the reasons why they gave teams, I believe, 65 pages in which to demonstrate every single aspect of that that was listed, not only in the statute, nope, they only had, uh, interestingly enough, there was no regulation for the first round of Illinois dispensaries. Their statute was the most robust. There will probably be uh, regulations from the IDPFR by round two. Stay tuned and smash those likes and hit subscribe so that you will get notice when we actually have final regulations out from the IDPFR. And of course, the winners of these things. Let's dive back into the security exhibit and we're gonna use this really as an example to realize how many things that you need to ensure are in that application for that section so that you can check off every single thing that was requested and spend enough time to demonstrate it in a very robust way to demonstrate this compliance that you have but not just the compliance that you exceed these compliance so that you're extremely safe and the right bet for the state and to get all the points for the security exhibit the security section is tied for the most points among the different scoring criteria so pay extra close attention to it. Security was arguably the biggest concern for the Illinois General Assembly in getting the CRTA passed into law, and for good reason. We've written a lot about this before, but it bears repeating. Take security seriously. The state of Illinois really preferences, and probably also your state, not just security, but also the record keeping. And they gave you lots of space in which you can demonstrate and document your record keeping and your security and how they go hand in hand. Here are some of the big issues to consider in evaluating your security and record keeping plan. You need to explain to the state of Illinois exactly how you intend to comply with the seed to sale tracing. How many records are going to be kept? Which methods are you going to use to keep those records? Is it just going to be BioTrack THC? How much do you know about BioTrack THC? To what extent are you deploying it in your inventory control process and systems? Is that inventory control process and system uh, connected to your website so that people have the ability to be able to order online? How often are you doing reconciliations with this system? How often are you taking inventory? Is it a daily thing before you open every morning, before you close each night? What security firm have you contracted with? All sorts of things that you need to ask yourself. How many cameras do you have? Can you see? from those cameras, everything. Are you complying with the specs that the state of Illinois has provided regarding your record keeping, both on-site and off-site? The statute goes into great detail, and then you can take that, 
as a starting point and go even further in yours. And of course, then you check, well, what is the page limit? How much more space do you have? Or, or do you have to cut some? We sometimes would have to cut things, but you have to be careful. You can't do this in like a six point font. That's not standard for business. We don't recommend going under font 11. More matters in these types of applications because if you've demonstrated and documented very, very robustly, you have a much greater argument that can be made that you deserve more of the points. You're trying to win the license, and if you don't win, you might have to sue for that license. So you're setting up through this application review all the points that might cause you problems if and when you do lose or cause you problems if and when you do win. How concretely did you write your application? Have you painted yourself into a corner? Because not only is the application your record on appeal, there are also conditions precedent of you maintaining your cannabis license. So everything that you say you're gonna do in the application, you must do. Therefore, when you're reviewing your application, how soft are you in complying? But how strongly are you complying? This is really where a lawyer or a cannabis consultant can benefit your team greatly because they're familiar with uh, jargon and for saying things, but not necessarily saying things. For example, I like Fluence by Osram Lights. I can't wait to build a basement grow that has one. It's way over the top and overkill for it, but fun. Why would I have boxed my clients into the corner, I'm just saying we are going to buy this type of light specifically. No, because the state of Illinois wants better uh, than that. And not only that, I want better for my teams than that. I don't want them to be boxed in. I want them to have their preference. But the state actually spoke to what type of lights you can get. They have to be on a specific list uh, by the, I believe the HPLC, the Horticultrium something light consortium. Maybe it says just the HLC. And so there's actually a list out there. And that list was the base rate that we used for our lights. Well, we, we of course said, I like, like the Osram. And that's the other thing. Are you using the right modifiers in your language? How conditional is your language? How much business judgment do you give to your team in the language that you've written the application? What person did you write the application in? All these things could be considered in an application review. So there you go. Look at the points, look at the statute, look at the regs, ensure everything's in there and go beyond it. Thanks so much for sticking around until the end. So if you found this valuable, please do hit those likes, hit the subscribe button, click the bell. You'll get noticed whenever we go live on cannabis legalization news. And if you have any questions about the cannabis business, you can always drop them in the comments. We use those to create future episodes. See you next time.